Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho? What is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm-hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hello and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest. Dwayne England, Tommy Donlan, and uh, nice to be back. Yeah, it is good to be back. I feel like we've been saying that a lot this season. Yeah, you know, we have. Get it out, but... We've been out in the water more, and that's, you know, that matters too. <laughs> it's just, all, it's all relative, man. So yeah. Again, we talked about before we left for our little three-week hiatus there. Uh, you know, we can't create the content if we're always stuck here. That's in right. Studio, so we're out, that's there, right. out there getting it done. So, hey, want to welcome everybody back to the show. So glad to be back in studio tonight. Feels like we're in the right spot. So, uh Got a lot of content to catch up on. Uh, things don't stop moving just because we're not back in the studio a week or two. Uh, so lots to get through this uh, evening. So glad you're all joining on here and signing on. You got questions, go ahead and post them up here. Tommy and I will do our very best throughout the evening to uh, answer those as we move along. Got some great guests lined up. We're going to get into all that in just a little bit. But before we get too far along, I want to remind everybody, if you have not uh, jump on over to our webpage, www.fishhuntnw.com. There you're going to find a couple coupon codes that you want to take full advantage of. The Edge Rods continues. Uh, we teamed up with Edge Rods quite some time ago, and uh, through us and Edge Rods, you're going to save 20% on every Edge Rod you purchase for any fishery that you do if it's not already connected to a previous reduced rate. The coupon code at checkout, FHM20. And let me tell you, Tommy, I've been checking in with Alex. We've been selling a ton of rods through Ed Good, so good. We appreciate it. You guys take advantage of it. We're going to run some additional specials as we get into the, towards the end of summer here, too, so pay attention to those. And then, of course, Phelps Game Calls always save 10% with the coupon code FISHHUNTNW10 at Phelps Game Calls. And uh, if you haven't got all your needs uh, acquired already as we are getting close to, you know, time to start bugling here. It September. is. Yep. And better be practicing. So get better on be Phelps hitting the gym, gym too. Better be in the gym too. Yeah. Don't uh, don't get me going on that. So um, <laughs> anyway, nice to be back. Lots to get through. Hey, one thing we got to remind everybody, Tommy, is uh, we're moving to a full hour. Ask and you shall receive. Yes. Uh, so yes. those of you joining us here on Root Sports, we can finally announce that we have signed the deal, man, on the dotted line. Starting August 20th will be the first show here on Root Sports that is going to be our full one-hour show coming to you. You've asked for it, and as Tommy said, you shall receive. We've worked it out with uh, this next year uh, with Root Sports. We are moving to a full 60-minute show each and every Sunday at 9 a.m. So be on the lookout for that. That will start August 20th. And um, we'll initiate that first show. We got a couple weeks where we'll fill that hour time slot with some previous shows in our 30-minute format. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna we're going to complete that full one hour with a couple 30-minute shows. Only due to the fact that we have scheduled events that we will be attending. So mm-hmm. don't freak out about it. You're gonna get the full one hour show on August 20th, uh, looking down the road here. Then you'll have a couple weeks with some back-to-back 30-minute episodes and enjoy those. And then we will be full-on go for the rest of the year and into next year. One-hour show coming at you each and every week. So, all right, uh, now that we got that out of the way, hey, running down the show, Tommy, we got a good one. Uh, Friends of ours and coming back as guests, Mark White 
President Dustin Green, VP, Iwako Tuna Club. It's the 2023 Iwako Tuna Club Invitational. They are here to tell us all about this event. It's an amazing event, the amount of money teams can win and how you go about getting involved. Then we're going to have them back after the break. We're going to talk specifically, Tommy, some uh, fishing techniques and strategies to use out of Iwako Pursuing tuna indoor salmon out of Iwaka and how to find success. Those guys will get you dialed. Uh, we have some updates. Been on the road quite a bit lately. Recent sockeye fishing out of Brewster previous uh, week and then just yesterday, as a matter of fact. Um, how it's fishing, how it compares, and some of the struggles that we're facing this year. Uh, we'll have an in-studio discussion. Tommy and I will uh, in regards to that. Fishery updates and some of the fisheries we've been taking full advantage of. Uh, Tommy's been spending a lot of time out at Westport. Absolutely awesome. Lights out Chinook fishing. He's got the info there. Got some uh, updates for you of what we're experiencing and seeing out there in uh, Puget Sound. Some closures coming, and we'll get through all that. Uh, then we're going to bring uh, on as a guest later in the show, Brianna Bruce, Living Life Adventures, the Baker Lake Sockeye Fishery, Tommy. It's a five-fish limit. They're going to be trucking 50,000 of those sockeye up to Baker Lake this year. And uh, we're going to break it down with Brianna. She's going to give us the history of that fishery, why they're there, and how they get there. Then we're also going to have a full-on segment with her on the finite <clears throat> details, how to find success on those, at times, finicky sockeye. Then we'll close out the show, info you need to know, and, of course, some additional openings and closing things to look forward to. So tons of fish talk tonight. There is. Lots to yeah. catch up on. Covering the map on this one. Covering the map on this one. Don't go yep. anywhere. Jump out for a quick break. We come back. We'll have Mark White, Dustin Green, Ilwaka Tuna Club, some great info coming at you right after this break, right here, Fish on Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda Premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. If you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery, and I think this new machinery has enabled us to build blanks like no other company can build without this equipment. There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. You owe it to yourself to take a good look at them. All righty, welcome back here in studio, Fish on Northwest, waiting with Tommy Donlin. And uh, first item on the dock of the CD, first guest we got lined up, we got a mm -hmm. twofer. Got a twofer yeah, going we on. do. My favorite topic. <laughs> Your favorite tuna topic. Fishing. It's all around the tuna, Tommy. That's right. So, Mark White, president of the Awaka Tuna Club, Dustin Green, vice president of Awaka Tuna Club. How you guys doing? Looking good. We're good, man. We are good. Yeah, yeah, right on. Well, welcome back to the show. Not in studio this year, but nonetheless, saved you. Uh, Saved you a drive and just, well, a horrible dinner. So, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know how that <laughs> yeah, goes. Yeah, we are missing the dinner. Yeah, yeah we were talking are. about that a bit ago. Yeah, yeah it we was were, a good one. Uh, I'm going to tell you it was venison tacos. Yeah, there was no venison and shrimp involved. No, no yeah. venison and shrimp involved. So, yeah. anyway. Hey, um, got you on tonight. We're, we're going to end, end the segment right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, Want to lay this out for folks to uh, follow along with here. So, it's the, uh, it's the annual event. The, uh, well, it's the 2023 Iwaka Tuna Club Invitational. Uh, we attended this last year. It is one heck of an event you guys put on with huge payouts, largest payouts on the West Coast. Uh, this year's event is August 26th with the captain's meeting Friday evening the 25th. Um, how many boats or teams can enter, and is there still space available for folks to get involved with this? Uh, we have Right now we have 28 boats registered. Uh, we're going to... We were we're hoping for thirty. Our max is thirty-five. So, all right, there you roughly go. Seven, seven spots available. So, perfect, perfect. That's great. Hey, so you guys, you know, we got to attend the event last year. It was phenomenal. It's an absolutely huge event, very grand. A mm -hmm. um, lot of money on the line. It's well attended. Is this is this open to the public or is this just a club event? And and how did this all get started? So. Well, how it all got started was, you know, when when the Oregon Tuna Classic uh, removed the event from Iwako, uh, we kind of saw the opportunity to to create our own tournament here 
And as a club internally, we've always talked about having a big money tournament. So this when when this when Oregon Tuna Classic pulled out of the Deep Canyon Challenge in Waco, kind of opened an opportunity. We never wanted to compete with them, uh, but since they weren't doing it here, we thought, all right, now's our now's our chance. Yeah. Uh, so it's five thousand dollar buy-in per boat. You know, it's a lot of money. I get it, but what we found was there's definitely enough boats that are interested in in doing kind of a big money tournament. Go out there and let's see what we can do. So you kind of mentioned there uh, five thousand on entry fee, yeah, a good chunk of change. But so uh, putting my five grand in with my team, how many team members can I have on board? And let's talk a little bit about that payout. So if I'm going to contribute five grand, uh, you know, if we remember right, last year Tommy Doc went away with uh, a pretty fat wallet. Yeah, it was was it thirty five? Uh, the boys right? will remind us. Fifty. Let's talk a little yeah. bit about those payouts for my five thousand dollar contribution, and what's my max team uh, entrance. Yeah, so max is six people, including the captain. Right. So six-person team. Um, and yeah, Doc took home over 50 grand because he, had 50. The, he won the tournament and had the biggest tuna as well. So he won both pots. Yeah, That's that was right. really hard to handle two checks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was hard for you to swallow. I noted yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, so yeah. when you when you give your five grand, does that, it, that automatically enter you into all the side pots or the side pots are, are separate? How does that work? Yeah, so your five thousand dollars gets you. So what we found was, especially when we started doing the big money tournaments, you know, the the side pots uh, like Oregon Tuna Classic or Washington Classic, the same boats that we're always buying in with the same ones buying in. So we're like, hey, your five grand gets you into all of the side pots, oh, nice. biggest, smallest. We we did the smallest, which just you know makes people want to keep that five pound albacore. Right. Uh, yes. It yes. might be worth you know, 2500 uh, That's against my religion, by the way. Yeah. Uh, pelagic also. Uh, and last year, I think we had seven or eight pelagics wave. We had a lot yeah. of yellowtails. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Dorado coming yep. in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, it was. Uh, but, yeah, so you end up in all the side pots, and we pay first through fifth. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it, it, it can actually pay out quite a bit of money. Awesome. So talk a little bit about the Owaco Tuna Club. Um, is there room for people? Is there still membership available? Can people join the club? What What's the status there? So so right now, you know, we're trying to maintain 100, 100 members. And uh, we've made some changes now. Uh, we actually have the whole uh, building, uh, the whole lower section of the building, including where Trey Finn Foods was with the fish processing. We, we actually... Uh, added a fish cutting table back there. We just bought a $20,000 chamber sealer, commercial style uh, for our club members to use. Um, so we're we're currently at 100 members. We're, that's where we're going to maintain. We want to make sure we continue to add benefit uh, and not exceed what the club can deliver to its members. Mm -hmm. um, but every year, you know, there's folks that cycle in and out. Best thing to do is go to walkwithtunaclub.com. Uh, there's a membership page you can fill out, kind of inquire about the club. Come down, stop by, introduce yourself. You know, that's that's kind of a great way to just get to know us and, and what we're doing down here. Yeah, get on a waiting list and yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. All right, sounds like there's a little bit of room. All right, don't go anywhere, guys. Uh, we're going to jump out for a quick break but when we come back a lot of folks are hitting us up like well how do you fish out of a waco how you know where do i go and how do i fish for uh for chinook and or how far out do i have to go get tuna we're going to answer all those questions the where's and the how's on uh tuna and chinook when we come back with you boys uh, right here after the break fish on northwest allied the new leader in heavy gauge aluminum boats allied boats have standard reverse china and lifting rakes to help you plane faster and run at lower RPMs. Allied boats have several models to choose from, ranging from a 19-foot Mustang all the way up to a 32-foot Liberator. So regardless of what type of heavy-gauge aluminum boats you are looking for, Allied boats will have it for you. Contact Allied boats today to learn more about these incredible fishing machines. Sportco and Outdoor Emporium is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975 providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. This summer, make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. 
We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors await you. All right, welcome back here, Fish on Northwest. We have uh, Mark White and Dustin Green at Wakatuna Club. And before the break, we're talking about the uh, the actual invitational event. Uh, guys, sounds like another fantastic one shaping up. Still room for a few uh, captains to get their boats signed up, and they can contact you mm-hmm. at the webpage. You say uh, com. Yep. Okay, yep. Find out all the info for the uh, for the event there. Uh, so that, that invitational actually isn't until the 26th. So we got a little bit of time. Um, but you guys have already been out after, after tuna and you're posting some pics and whatnot. Uh, how's it been going so far? How, uh, where are you guys finding these fish and how's the fishing been? Uh, not, not bad. Uh, I've run three times now. The first trip we got out and it was pretty scratchy. We only got three, uh, this last Sunday was really good for all the boats that ran. Everybody was in the twenties or thirties, all right around our corners, you know, 46, 125. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, Mark and I both ran on long shot yesterday, and we were out there in the rough stuff all over the place, out to about the 125.10, down to the corners, down to the, the 58 south. We were all over the place, and we only scratched three. Oh. Or seven. Seven. So pretty scratchy, and the reports from today are not all that great either except for the one boat that ran a little further deep. They were uh, out from the corners at about the, what was it, 18 to 20-ish? Yeah, 125, 20, yeah. yeah, 20. And they did, they got 30-ish, but they were the they ran yeah. today, yeah. Yeah, yeah I noticed yeah, when I looked at the sea surface temperature charts that there was a, there's a couple different breaks out there, and there's definitely a, a hotter break that's a, a little bit further out. Yeah. So, hey, when you guys have been going out so far on the trips that you've ran, um, you know, it's still, this is still early season tuna, right? It's still that, oh, yeah. that front edge of that migration of fish. And I'm curious, how, how has the bite been on the troll? Have you been getting many fish on bait? How's the conversion been going from troll to bait? How's, what have you seen? So Sunday uh, was great. It was troll fish two, three, four at a time. And then they, they were they would swarm the, the the boat. We'd get a couple on bait, and then they would disappear. So they were they were there. They were hungry. They were chewing on bait, but then they would just dive mm. pretty quick. So you know, each stop was a couple of troll fish and a couple, two, three, maybe four on bait, and then they would sound. But at least they were chewing this early, which was nice. Nice. Yeah, and I would say that's that's typical early season behavior, right? It's not the, exactly. the wide open live bait. You get them on the troll really good. You get a you get a couple on live bait, and then you start trolling again. You uh-huh. go a little bit further, and you yeah. get them get into well, them again. So that's pretty typical, yeah. Well, last year, I didn't put the live bait tank on my boat because the troll bite was so good. And I'm yeah. running my boat for the first time tomorrow, and I already put the live bait tank in. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you guys you go. got a live bait, which you yeah. don't I mean, have. The, the boats that went on Sunday about a third to half of fishing. I run live bait. Oh, so, well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. How's the uh, how's the size quality of the fish? Is it pretty on par of a normal season? You've seen a little bit bigger fish early on. Uh, healthy ocean for everything else. So I'm kind of curious on the size of these tuna, tuna Tony. Mm-hmm. So they've been, uh, we've had a handful in that 10 pound peanut range, mm-hmm. but then uh, on Sunday I had six or seven over 20 oh, and our nice. biggest was almost 26, just shy of 26. Oh, so. wow. Very nice. Really, yeah. really really good for this early in the season yeah right right yeah hey as much as i hate to turn the conversation away from tuna and talk <laughs> schnook i yeah, know that you know tuna is not the only show in town right and you guys have been laying the smack down on some pretty nice kings out there and i know the schnook fishing has been good <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that program you know how far how deep are you guys getting them down there out of Owaco, and what's working for you yeah, so unfortunately, John Kaiser is a club member, right? So he brought his uh, downrigger game to us. And I fought downriggers my whole life with my boat. And uh, <laughs> this year, I just had to put them on. Welcome to the dark yep. side. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so out in, you know, 300 feet of water, uh, you know, almost 15 miles offshore, we're just crushing the kings out there. Nice. Yeah, 120, 150 feet down. He's getting them 220, 270. They went out today. Him and Jerry went out today and got a couple of 
at uh, 220. Same area. Uh, you know, the fish kind of, the, the bait and, and everything kind of gets staged on that north side of where the Columbia River pushes. And uh, uh, it's been solid all season out there. Uh, fish, I think John's got one, almost 26. Mm. We got one the other day that was about 24. Nice. Uh, lots of fish in that 20 plus range out there. Um, and a lot of shakers up too, but sure. But uh, that downrigger game has been a lot of fun. The coho, the last, uh, it's kind of been spotty down here. Uh, mm-hmm. But the last couple of days, right straight out on the north side of the can or the of the mouth has been really uh, solid fishing. A lot of the charters were coming in by 10, 11 o'clock today. Yeah, uh, with their mm-hmm. coho. So go go bites picking up. Perfect. Well, uh, you got your options. Get out there and chase some tuna. Stay a little near uh, near shore more and uh, go after those Chinook and some coho showing up. Sounds like a great place to be. We will see you guys down there uh, in a near few weeks uh, as we're going to be down there uh, hosting the media side of things and bringing the content to the folks and being involved with what you got going on. I hope to get out fishing on Friday with one of you monkeys, so we'll see how that all goes. But uh, anyway, uh, pleasure having you boys on, as it always is. Uh, nice to, uh, to bring this event to the folks once again, and, and they, can, uh, they can check it out at www.com uh the event is the 26th and uh we will be there and uh, looking forward to a fantastic event yep thanks guys appreciate right. it good luck tomorrow all right have a great evening mark white dustin green yeah, to the club and uh just a great event to be a part of and we yeah. can't uh, cannot wait so all right gonna jump out for a quick break we get back uh we'll we'll discuss a little bit of this brewster sockeye fishing tommy that's right been a bit of a bit of a struggle for a handful We'll tell you all about it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this break right here. Fish on Northwest. Support from Northwest Sportsmen make federal ammunition the world's leading ammunition manufacturer. Federal uses the industry's finest materials, giving you reliable ammunition that delivers superb accuracy and optimum performance. Northwest hunters rely on Sportco to provide the best selection and prices in the Northwest since 1985. Sportco and Outdoor Emporium in Fife and Seattle. Your journey begins here. All right, welcome back here, Fishing Northwest. You know, Tommy, uh, last couple weeks here, I've made two treks over to the east side, mm-hmm. Rooster. Uh, a couple weeks ago, got over there with the boat. Uh, Max boys, um, Bobby and Britton jumped on. Richie Harrod stayed at Richie's place again like you yep. did last year. Yep. Had Scott Call, a partner at Brad's there. Uh, pretty cool when you can take in-industry folks, friends of yours that yes. are... Have a have a big stake in these companies, and you have Max on board and Brad's, and we're all fishing together. We're fishing Brad's mini uh, cup plugs and kokanee cup plugs that actually produce some great sockeye action first thing in the morning, first light, yeah. um, and running that with uh, you know Max Dodgers, and then you know rigging up some different different uh, presentations with uh, Max Smile Blades and stuff. Yeah. And so it's nice to interchange, work back and forth. It's just been kind of a tough bite, man. Yeah. Which is weird. Think about the weather we had th- last year. The weather we've had this year after that last storm blew through, barometer's been stable, water temperature's been stable, um, everything's just kind of normal. Not mm-hmm. windy, not having to fight a bunch of wind, crowded as all get out on some days. But um, I think there's a couple things going on. I went back over Tuesday evening, fished yesterday with Shane Magnuson, longtime friend, uh, Upper Columbia Guide Service. Uh, we're going to bring that to you here in a few weeks, show you you know a day in the boat with Shane Alex Mosloff from uh, Edge Rods and, and yep. Ivan and Jason, a couple guys from the from the Edge team. Um, and, uh, you know, we had to fight for them. I mean, we had to work, but uh, Shane got us on some fish. We tried for some Chinook. Um, that bite just wasn't happening, but we had mm-hmm. a great day of sockeye fishing. So, and, uh, you know, we were kind of the week before doing basically what Shane's doing that day. Same program. Same program. And um, some days you get into them, other days you don't. Some yep. days guys just knock the heck out of them. The next day they're like, I can't buy a bite. Right. Very inconsistent. The only consistency is inconsistency. Right. Sometimes right. you're the bug and sometimes you're the windshield. That's right. Yeah. So uh, troll speeds, you know, moving it back and forth, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.8, up to 1, throttling up or down, moving back and forth, trying to meander in between the boats. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, one thing I will tell you, this this new stubby Dodger by Silver Horde, uh, Kelly sent me a handful of these. And if you haven't tried these yet, something to think about. This Dodger is a six-inch Dodger, but the difference is they named it the Stubby because it's wider. It's got a wider body to it, over two and a half inches in width. Now, Tons can, of action. Dude, at, four, yeah. at point four on at your slow, speed, slow speed, that thing yeah. is whipping back and forth like, you know, yeah. like, and really that's what you want. You know, lots of action on a Dodger, 
talk to anybody, 12, 13, 14 inch leader, depending who you talk to, mm -hmm. bumper length became a deal from the weight to your Dodger. Oh, really? I'm running 24s. I had a handful of guys convince us the next day and Scott's talking to a couple folks. And so I got back to Richie's that night. I tied up some 40 inch bumpers. Wow. So we're running gear with 40 inch bumpers. And guess what? It's getting bit, it's working. Huh. Now the very next day, if I go back out there with 24 inch bumpers, do I get bit? Right. Fished yesterday with Shane, everything he's run is 24 inch bumper. Yep. So I could ask 10 different people this season, what's your combination to success? They're gonna lay changes. it out there. All right. And it's gonna be 10 different options, yep. right? It's gonna be 10 different options. So uh, lots of good action over there still. The fishery will continue through August. Um, the conditions are a bit tough, but uh, we've had a good time on the road mm -hmm. and we've put some fish in the freezer, so it's all good. So, all right, that is gonna do it for us uh, this week here on Root Sports. For the first half of the show, uh, don't go anywhere. Second half of the show coming up right after this break. Allied, the new leader in heavy gauge aluminum boats. Allied boats have standard reverse chine and lifting rakes to help you plane faster and run at lower RPMs. Allied boats have several models to choose from, ranging from a 19-foot Mustang all the way up to a 32-foot Liberator. So regardless of what type of heavy gauge aluminum boats you are looking for, Allied boats will have it for you. Contact Allied Boats today to learn more about these incredible fishing machines. Hey guys, I'm Big Mike. Come on down to the Edge Pro Shop and see me. We've got all the best brands under one roof. We've got Hawken, Procure, Short Bus, Pro Troll, Yakima Bait, Get em Dry Jigs, Northwest Bait Scent, Daiwa Reels, North Fork Lures, North Wild, Brad's, Superfly, Rocky Mountain Tackle, and of course, the greatest rods ever built, Edge Rods. All right, welcome back here to the show, Dwayne England, Tommy Donlin, and uh, you and I, my friend, have been out chasing, <clears throat> chasing salmon in various locations to include Puget Sound, Columbia River, and of course, Westport. Westport. Right? Yep. So uh, just, some, uh, just some things you and I have experienced the last uh, few weeks as we've been on the road and out fishing and uh, fishing with different folks and, and getting time on the water. So... Um, a couple weeks ago, prior to the Chinook opener up there in area uh, 9 and 10, um, uh, Scott and I jumped in with Matt. Matt has been crushing the, uh, and Mike Ainsworth, a handful of, you know, Paul Kent, everybody's out there just getting these resin coho because there's such yeah. an abundance. Yes. I think this is probably one of the highest populations of resin coho we've seen in 25 years. I would agree. If you, if you ask any of the guides yeah. and outfitters, right? Yep. The so reports would indicate that. Yep. It's very, very impressive. Um, so we went out and uh, um, Matt has just been doing very well on Brad's mini cut plugs and the kokanee cut plugs. Just, mm -hmm. just killing just it, right? Them. So we went up there and spent a day. Um, I took a couple of my, uh, my Brad's 10-inch uh, uh, 360 flashers, mm -hmm. added some glow tape to the back of those. I wanted to see how those perform. They just they work exceptional. And that, that release comes off every time. It's so great, right? It's a, it's a well-engineered flasher. If you're not using the Brad's Revolutionary 360, you should get your hands on some of those. And I think in the future, Scott's going to start working towards colors that are conducive to performing in Puget Sound. Perfect. And if he's not, he's going to... He will now because yeah, he's keep, watching this. Yes, yeah, so he's going to keep getting to told to do so, right? Go so, back to the uh, um, lab right now. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, 30-inch leader on those mini cut plugs, stuff them with tuna. It's working fantastic. I yeah. mean, working really well. Also then, uh, after the opener, the day after the opener, I went back up running my boat with a buddy. And and uh, gosh, I don't know. We, we probably we probably boated 20-something fish that day. We're just mm. we're throwing back a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the coho. We were getting some wild. Yeah. Uh, coho of resident coho size. Uh huh. Too many um, uh, hatchery resident coho, but you know we're going after Chinook. We're getting coho down 160 feet. Yeah. We're getting coho at 45 feet. Yeah. It's all over the table, right? The ocean so, is healthy, and so are the fish. It's yeah. uh, it's impressive, and so um, did well on, of course, Silver Horde, Kingfisher number four. Oh yeah. Pairing eight spoon got yep. the glow back. Did yep. well on Chinook, um, cookies and cream, because it also has a glow back. Yeah. I'm sticking with the number four, because I like the size of the profile. And some of the guys were saying they're doing well on smaller plugs. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I'm going to run. And we did. I coupled that that uh, Silver Horde spoon with the Brad's Flasher and just just knocked them out, yeah. man. It's fantastic. So are, are, you th are you the reason that Area 9 closed? No. I mean, you said you caught like 20 fish and no. released it. That was between 9 yeah. and 10, and it was a lot of coho. Okay, so that's... There's a lot of coho, which so, is to remain open, right? Okay, okay, just checking, just checking, Let's keeping you honest. Let's talk about that Area 9. So Area 9 is closing. It is closed Saturday, this Saturday. This Saturday. The 29th, yes. Which Area means 9. I am tomorrow. 
Yep. You're, your you're going out there and getting it, getting it yeah. while you can yeah, last you day, it. right? Yep. So, yep. Um, and then, uh, you know, so basically where were we in terms of the quota? We reached 84% of the quota. Um, you can never achieve 100% through take because you have to reserve some for that mortality equation that gets worked in. So as people go out and they chase the resident coho and they chase after the millions of pinks that are going to be coming. in the sound this year, they are showing um, up. Yep. you will no doubt incidentally catch a schnook that you will have to release uh, from this point forward. So, yeah. so uh, well, at least we get, you know, we get one more day tomorrow and I will definitely be up there and around somewhere on possession yeah. to start the morning off. Uh, first light yeah. bite and see if we can't put a decent... There's some healthy fat Chinook in Puget Sound this year. Right, there is. It is awesome. Now, Speaking I, of Chinook. Yeah. I would also say that um, as, as good as that Puget Sound bite has been, which is one, one of the most phenomenal bites you've ever seen, the bite out of Westport is even more epic, and I would argue, you know, in the last 20 years is probably the most impressive Chinook bite that we've ever seen uh, out of Westport. Yeah. I mean, we're going out two hours, limits of Chinook for six people, and that's it, game over, right? And then looking for coho. Taking you longer um, to run out than actually put lines in the water? It is, right? it is. And you know, the funny thing is, and so um, just as Mark and Dustin mentioned, we're catching these fish down at 120 feet. Yeah. It is absolutely an ace high fly show. Oh, it is. They have been eating that more than any spoon or plug or bait or anything. They've been loving it. And when you look in their bellies, what's interesting is They've got a little bit of everything in terms of size. Oh, interesting. They've got some little inch and a half fish uh -huh. that they almost look like a cod all the way up to like a purple label sized herring. No kidding. They're eating it all, right? Opportunistic. And if you look at the eye on these little baits that they're eating and then you look at an ace high fly, yeah. a UV ace high fly, oh, okay. it is the same eye on that ace high fly right. as that bait and they just hammer it. They just pile onto UV it. UV as in as the white working? So the it's, it's, a, it's a UV green yeah. splatterback yep. and UV blue splatterback, splatter right? Which so it's also UV, works amazing for UV coho. head, not yes. a glow head, UV right. head. Right, yep. gotcha. And that's just getting hammered. That's the combination. So that is the one that you want to go for. And of course, just as we did in Puget Sound, in the ocean. Oh yeah. Uh, we had to make some changes because people were catching too many fish. Fishing's too good. There was a uh, there was a, over a thousand boats that left the port of Westport this last weekend is chasing right? chasing salmon. And uh, so this this Friday and Saturday, so tomorrow and Saturday, uh, there is no schnook retention allowed, and we have to do that in order so that we can fish on those coho and have that incidental schnook catch. And schnook's still open Sunday through Thursday. We get five days it's a week just, on schnook. Yeah, five days a week on schnook. Which is September. And people can still go out tomorrow and go, go coho fishing. Absolutely. And the coho are starting to get bigger. They're right. starting to show up in numbers. Yep. So that's, it, it looks yep. promising there too. Yeah, we want to get to that Labor Day opportunity. Yep. So we get, you know, we get to get through August still targeting schnook for five days a week. And uh, you'll target coho every day. That's right. Know? So, yep. Uh, it's a win-win, and it's just about extending the season. Again, yeah. the fishing's been so gosh darn good. It is. I mean, you've just yeah. been smiling from, from yeah. ear to ear since you got oh, here. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe this Chinook fishing, man. It's been so much fun. So yes. we've got a few other points we want to try to work in, but uh, we'll have to jump to those later on in the show. Uh, we are going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. It's time to talk Baker Lake Sockeye. Yes, indeed. That's another amazing thing going on up, up yep. north of us here, uh, buddy. So yep. uh, Brianna Bruce, Living Life Adventures, Baker Lake, what is going on there? And we're going to help get you dialed with her. Don't go anywhere. Brianna Bruce on. We come back after this break right here. Fish on Northwest. All Defiance boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why all boats are backed with a lifetime warranty. All Defiance boats come standard with large fish boxes that are fully insulated so that you can ice your fish properly all day. All Defiance boats are foam flotation filled and unsinkable for the ultimate in safety while fishing offshore. Before you buy any boat, stop by or call Defiance boats today to ensure you are getting the very best glass boat your money can buy. All right, welcome back here to the show, to Wayne and Tommy Donlin. Now, have you, you ever fished Baker Lake for sockeye? No. Oh. It's a, it's a bit of a commitment, right? Yeah. It's a little north of here. Yeah. A little north of where you live. A little bit of a jaunt. A little bit of a jaunt. Yeah. Uh, you don't just, you know, stumble across it. Sure. It's, it's, a, it's a commitment. But uh, one person that's been doing it since uh, she was a, a little girl walking the uh, planet, <laughs> uh, growing up in that area, and I think her dad had her out there as soon as she could hold a fishing pole. Uh, Brianna Bruce, Living Life Adventures, uh, running, running trips up there at Baker and just grinding it out. And uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, uh, lady. Always good to get you on here. So the Baker Lake Sockeye Fishery actually opened a week early this year due to the abundance of fish that they started trucking up there. So it opened on the 8th of August. 
uh, will remain open through August 31st. Um, so you've been up there for a few weeks now, running some trips. Uh, definitely a popular fishery. Uh, let's start off talking about the fishery. And uh, first and foremost, let's let's kind of educate folks where these fish come from. I always get asked, like, how do those fish get in Baker Lake? So talk about where those fish come from and how they actually make their way up into the lake. Yeah, so um, they have a really tall dam on Lake Shannon and Baker Lake. So those dams are so tall, they can't actually build a fish ladder to get them over it. So they have started a program where they have a trap at the first dam on the Baker River um, from the Skagit. It's only, I don't know, maybe like 600 yards from the Skagit River. And they trap them there. And then they put them in a truck. They have a whole facility, picks them up out of the trap, puts them in a truck, and they ship them. There's usually like 240, 250 fish per truck. And they take them for a truck ride up the mountain and dump them back into the lake. And then they go from there and they go spawn. And actually, the dams are so tall that they the smolt can't survive the travel down. So they have another smolt collector and they get collected there, put in a truck and take it down to the river. So these fish actually get two truck rides in their lives. Yeah, Uber. Yeah, first class ticket, man. <laughs> How about Uber. that? How would yeah. you like that? Yeah, you bet. Um, so Brianna, you know, uh, so you've got this, the, the trucking program, right, to get these fish up to uh, up to the lake. How does the number of fish, how do, how do they do that? Do they have like a certain number they try to hit and then they cut it off? How does this run compared to last year's run? Is there more fish coming up to the lake this year? How does that work? Yeah, so we've got a really big run this year. And the way they do it is the hatchery has their escapement numbers and they're trying to hit, they actually upped it this year to 9,500. The last few years it's been 8,500 oh. and they have a number so they look at the run average and each week the count starts on monday and they have a different quota for that week compared to the run average so at the very peak of the run you know they might be taking like 1200 fish for the week where on the outliers they might take you know 10 fish for the week mm. and once the quota is reached the rest of the fish get put into the lake so a lot of times we get fresh fish on like monday or tuesday although we have been for the last few weeks um but usually a little later in the lake, we keep getting fish. And this year, the run started super, super early. Normally, we don't see fish until like the very end of June or beginning of July getting put in the lake. This year, we had them all the way like the beginning of June. And mm. it's continued. There's multiple trucks a day. They're still putting like 700 fish in the lake a day, even on Mondays. Wow. So there's a lot of them. And they just keep putting fresh fish in the lake. Yeah, fantastic. So... I kind of mentioned it here at the start of the segment, uh, Brianna, you just don't kind of stumble onto uh, Baker Lake. Talk a little bit about, for folks unfamiliar with, the amenities around there, you know, a handful of boat launches, campgrounds. How far away, if you wanted to choose to stay at a hotel, are you from the actual lake? So if you wanted to stay in a hotel, there's a couple down in concrete that would be the closest ones. And there you'd be like around probably 20 minutes up uh, Baker Lake Road to get to the first boat launch, which is the PSE, uh, Puget Sound Energy Dam launch. Um, and that's the one that most people like to use, especially if you have a bigger boat or you need a dock. It's the only launch with a dock at the launch um, to use. Then there's uh, Horseshoe has a really small ramp. Panorama is another really good ramp where it's a big paved ramp, but it doesn't have a dock. Oh. And then Swift Creek, a lot of people like to use. Um, and it has a dock that if you're staying at the campground, you can actually put your boat on. They've got slips. They're first come, first serve. So sometimes you have to put your boat back on the trailer if you don't, you know, find a spot when you come back. But there's not actually a dock for launching there. So the PSE launch is probably the one most people use. Gotcha. And most of the um, hotels you're going to find, there's another one or two in Cedro Woolley. And most of them are going to be in Burlington where you find them. And there you're probably like 45 minutes from the launch. Mm -hmm. Talk about the pressure a little bit, Brianna. How many boats did you see out there on opening day? And, and what's, a, what's a normal day? So weekends get really busy. Um, this year, July 15th is, was supposed to be opening day. So that's when most people you know, took time off and they had their reservations and all that. And that day was the busiest I've ever seen it. There was a few years ago, they counted over 700 boat trailers. Wow. And 15th of this year, there was well more boats than that. Uh, but it's really heavily pressured on the weekends uh, through July. August lightens up quite a bit, even though they're still putting fresh fish in the lake and fishing can still be good. I think, you know, Lake Wenatchee opens and 
some of the salt stuff opens and people start going other places because they've already had a few weeks up here. Mm-hmm. But if you can come up on like Tuesday or Wednesday, it's a lot lighter pressure. And these fish respond to that pressure quite a bit. You know, you get 800, 900 boats on the lake and they're all fishing about the same stuff. Fishing yeah. gets pretty tough oh, yeah. on the weekend. You know, Sunday, Monday fishing can be really tough. But as that pressure lessens during the week, the fishing usually picks up and, you know, Thursday, Friday can be really good days to fish. Yeah, I can only imagine. Okay, well, we're going to get into that here uh, real shortly. So, going to have you hold on, Brianna. Uh, Don't go anywhere. We're going to jump out for a quick break. When we come back, we're going to delve into the nuts and bolts and how to find success up there at Baker with all the traffic, all the pressure. What's the go-to to to get it done? So, don't go anywhere. We'll be back right here with Brianna Bruce, uh, Living Life Adventures, and uh, more sockeye talk right here at Fish on Northwest. A Northwest favorite for almost 40 years, Arima boats are manufactured with pride in Bremerton, Washington. All Arima boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why Arima boats are backed with a lifetime warranty. Arima can offer every boat with Honda outboard packages so that you can take advantage of the reliability and five-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda outboard. Call or stop by Arima boats today and let them help you get into your very next boat. All right, welcome back to the show. We have Brianna Bruce, Living Life Adventures on here and uh, continuing with the sockeye, Baker Lake sockeye talk. So, uh, Brianna, uh, now we got most of the history out of the way and folks hopefully have a good understanding of what, what's going on up there. Let's talk a little bit about the gear. Uh, you know, kind of lay it out there what you prefer to use as far as rod and reel combinations. Are we using a little more of a stout rod running lead, mm-hmm. using kokanee rods and downriggers? What's your preference? So, I really like to run lead. Um, I'll run downriggers a little bit, especially once we get into like August and this year, the water temp's actually been really warm. So the fish have been a little deeper. So downriggers aren't a bad option, but I really like running lead. You get gear out really fast and they're still, you know, fun to fight. And I just like it. I think it lays out more like a school of fish. So I run, uh, 12 foot three edge rods off my bow. And then I run, uh, 10 and a half and nine and a half talons off the back. And I'm running 10 ounces on the bow, eight ounces in the middle and six ounces out the back. Gotcha. And you that I, you know, I have a 23 foot open sled, so I get them spread pretty far out, but you can fish if you're fishing the different leads like that with, you know, longer rods and you kind of angle them back, you can kind of squish all those together. I used to do it in my 18 foot boat all the time mm-hmm. and I'd fish six to eight rods. And as long as your bow rods have less line out than your back rods, or, you know, they're all exactly the same amount of line, you're not going to get tangled up and you can kind of turn on a dime. That pressure we were talking about all those boats, a lot of times, you know, you have to turn pretty tight. Someone's got a fish on, they're not paying attention. You got to avoid them or, you know, you can't make a big, nice sweeping turn like you'd like to, and you kind of got to turn on a dime. Mm. So we like to keep everything real short, close to the boat like that. And when I do run downriggers, I'm only running like a three or four foot setback off of the downriggers. And these fish aren't really that shy. Um, they're definitely not line shy. And that just keeps you from getting tangled up with a bunch of boats. And it gets you uh, from tangled up with yourself if you turn too tight. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Keep everything nice and tight. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk a little bit about, you know, dodger size, lure, leader length. You know, what does that program look like? And then also talk about your bumper length, which seems to be another, another factor, another variable that you need to account for. Right. So... I generally fish an aught dodger. Um, sometimes I'll go down to a two aught dodger or into those six inch, like a double D, those medium sized double Ds or full size double D. Um, I'm running leaders. Generally, I run a uh, 12 or 13 inch leader. This year, I've been finding some longer leaders are actually good. I've got some out to like 18, 19 inches. Mm. And enough, they're some of my best leaders. Uh, the bumper I run is 30 inches. 24 to 30 inches is a good bumper length. And then I'm running my uh, lead on a VIP line lock slider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Perfect. I, if you, a lot of people have trouble setting them out and getting tangled up on themselves. And if you make that bumper heavy, like the minimum I run is 40 pounds. um, But you can even run up to like 100 pound bumpers and it'll get rid of a lot of that issue. And just make sure you do it slow and consistent. A lot of people will kind of like let it out and stop it and let it out and stop it. And that'll make a big tangle. 
So uh, one thing for sure is uh, some of our fisheries are well known for as the pressure increases and the sun comes up, the fish go deeper. Do those Baker Lake sockeye behave pretty much on par with most fisheries in that regard? And also, um, is it mostly a morning opportunity and or is there an evening, is there an evening bite that can happen? The morning is definitely the best. And that first light bite, we're running up lake most of the time, you know, in the dark or the very first, like the dusky light. And there is a fair amount of floating debris in the lake. So you do want to be careful, especially right. if you don't know very well. Um, but we try to run up lake kind of in the dark. I have people meet me at like 4.30 and we leave as soon as we can and get up there for that very first light bite is usually the best. And that's when, you know, we'll get doubles, triples. I've even had a quad this year. And as the morning goes on, Usually after like 10 or 11, the bite slows down quite a bit. Every now and then you'll have a good afternoon bite. And you can have a evening bite. It's pretty hit or miss though. So your best opportunity is getting up here as early as you can and getting out there and making the most you can out of that first light bite. Gotcha. How, how about your troll speed, you know? And, and I think a troll speed in the ocean, right? And I, I typically, I'm trying to vary that troll speed either with the throttle or, uh, you know, making turns, going to the port you know, port side slows down, starboard side speeds up. Uh, what's your trolling program? So I'm trying to stay around 0.8 miles an hour and I'll vary it from 0.8 to 1.1, but that 0.8 is really the target speed. Um, we're trolling real slow. And if you can, I mean, when there's a lot of pressure, you can only do what you can do. And I'll vary my speed with my throttle that way. If I have a bunch of boats around me and I mm -hmm. can't make the turns that I want, yeah. but I'd much to make turns and you know circles figure eights that kind of thing is the way i would prefer to if there's not too many people right sure sure yeah. bumper boats well right. hey uh brianna always uh always too much information to cover never enough time so uh we do appreciate you taking the time this evening jumping on here and uh, giving folks some insightful uh tips and tricks to uh go up there and find success they still have time uh up until august 31st do you have any dates available and if so where can folks go to jump on board I have, I think, two dates left um, in the next two weeks. And you can find me on Facebook at Living Life Adventures or my website is livinglifeadventures.com. That's living without the G. Right, living apostrophe. Perfect. All right. Well, always a pleasure, lady. And uh, don't be a stranger. Love having you on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, All right. Have, have a fun. good night. All right. Brianna Bruce, Living Life Adventures. Look her up. Uh, take advantage of a couple openings she has uh, still up there at Baker Lake. Biggest sockeye in the state, Tommy. Yeah, Taking upwards right. 89 pounds, yeah, right? right? Best quality right. sockeye going. So, all right, we're going to jump out for a quick break. We come back, got a few uh, bits of information, openings and closing, some info before we get on out of here. So don't go anywhere. We will be back right after this break right here, Fish on Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda Premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. All right, welcome back here as we wind it down. A couple things happening, uh, Tommy, openings and closings, things that folks need to know about. Yeah, let's cover it. So first thing is halibut dates. We are getting uh, oh, halibut man. reopened as promised oh, yes. uh, in August yeah. in a big way. So check this out. Areas 3 all the way to Area 10, August 17th through September 30th or until the quota is caught. And that, my friends, is daily. And, Daily. There, and there's a, a pile of quota left. Yeah, there's a ton of quota oh, yeah. left. And there's so much quota that, um, you know, I think we even moved some of that down to Westport and, and maybe even to Waco because Area 1 and 2, they are reopening as well, not just one day, but August 26th, 27th, September 8th and 9th, and then also September 22nd. That's the all-depth fishery in, in 1 and 2. So that is impressive. ton of halibut days in Westport this year. And then if there's sufficient quota left, you also have a nearshore opportunity in Marine oh, Area yeah. 1. How about that? Yeah. Uh, I see the September 22nd date there. It looks like I'm taking Ching halibut fishing on our, Do it. An our anniversary. Yes. Huh? Yes. I'm going to go halibut fishing on your anniversary. Right. I mean, seriously. Right. I, I concur. Uh, you know, something else that happened yesterday, July 26th, uh, Lake Wenatchee opened. And That's they are, right. They are moving a pile of uh, sockeye up into Lake Wenatchee, and you can follow folks on social media. You can see it's already taken off. Now, that is a uh, restricted, no bait, no scent. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like back in the day at uh, Lake Washington where you just go with the Dodger and Red Hooks. That's right. Although little hoochies, small uh, hoochies. Small uh, blade. Yep, yeah, small blade, small yep. hoochies tend to get it done. Sometimes they want to even minimize more, just a couple simple mm-hmm. beads. Start with a glow, you know, one or two glow beads in the morning in a, in a, in a glow uh, small blade. Yep, keep and, it simple. Uh, Dodgers, yeah. No bait, no scent, but they still bite, even though they've been uh, going for, you know, 400-something miles. Right, that's an impressive <laughs> to fish. To get on up there. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the limit's still good, right? So four sockeye per person. Yep. Minimum size 12 inches, release schnook, steelhead, trout, bull trout. Um, and the key there is you can't take any of those out of the water if you're not allowed to keep them. They do have a two-pole endorsement there as well. That's right. So when you see a single person out there in a the little 12-foot uh, boat running around yep. with electric motor and they're fishing two rods, it's okay. There is a night closure. There's no fish in there. At night, and that one there is a little precarious as well. The launch, uh, the launch can be a little bit uh, dicey and uh, competitive. Mm. So uh, be aware of that. Um, hey, did I tell you, Jordan, I got out this last week uh, again with Scott uh, and Alex. Uh, we've been, you know, bouncing around the state here doing different That's fisheries, right. gathering content to bring you folks here in the next few weeks. But we got out with a longtime friend of mine, Tom Browning, uh, Browning's uh, Browning's Guide Service. Uh, wanted to go fish sturgeon, and we hadn't fished sturgeon in a number of years. So I said, hey, let's go. And lo and behold. 32 sturgeon to the boat. Yeah, that's impressive. Gonna bring that to <laughs> gonna bring that to everybody here in a few weeks. Had a great time. So, all right, that is going to do it for us here this week. So glad to be back in studio. Looking forward to uh, the next several weeks as we grind it out and eventually get this full one-hour program up there on Root Sports. Appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Uh, we'll see you next Thursday, 6 p.m. right here, Fish on Northwest. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the Bait Lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and, of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page, at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.